producer Tommy. I wish we could do all of our shows in the morning. I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. You know that you're going to cue me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And welcome, everybody, to episode number 20. We made it, bro. Yeah, 20, 20 episodes deep of the Chopheads MMA podcast. I got myself, of course. I got my boy, the Reverend Tommy D. Yeah! And for the second time in three weeks, we have no scoop. Eh, this one's not This his is fault. not Scoop's fault. This is, I wouldn't say it's really anybody's fault. Uh, things got in the way with our Sunday recording, so we had to jump in a little early and record on Saturday morning. So me and Tommy, I made amends with Tommy this morning. I got him keys made for the studio. I um, I ordered breakfast. I That was my peace offering, my olive branch, so to speak, because... It was brought to my attention. Well, two two ways it was brought to my attention. One, I edited the podcast and I had to take out like 20 minutes of me verbally assaulting Tommy and Scoop. And even though I took out about 20 minutes of me being a, a mean old man, there still was text sent to me and messages sent to me by people saying, bro, you got to lighten up a little bit. I thought it was funny. It was, I was it, it was funny. And that, no, the episode was good. And I do think that our, our banter back and forth and your ability to take a punch as well as Scoop's. And my ability to fucking get oh, yeah. out. I think that is what makes the show kind of unique and fun. But at the same time, I don't want to come off like I'm a douchebag, even though I can be. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the Saturday morning recordings, I feel good. I, I'm, I'm more of a morning guy. I know that I like to hang out by myself at night. And by the time you get here at six or whatever time we record on Sundays, I'm usually pretty miserable. It's at the end of a, of a shitty, shitty week. week. Yeah. And Saturday is my only day where I'm able to typically not have anything to do. And I get passive work done. I get to hang out with my girlfriend and just relax a little bit. And then Sunday, leading into Sunday, I'm either A, hungover from my Saturday night or B, you know, I'm just, I know that I have to start the work week on Monday morning and it's like, bro, it's like starting Mm -hmm. Sunday night. I don't really get a break. I'm not really complaining, but I'm kind of just saying how much I appreciate the fact that we're able to record today early. Yeah, if you know, I wish the UFC would just change their events to Friday, Friday night. so we could do oh the show Saturday, God. Saturday morning, and be done. with it, it lined up perfectly for us because there is there is no UFC event this I weekend. Don't think right? so. I don't think so. We would know about it. I I think we would know about it. No, there's not. There's no weigh-ins. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, all no, over. It's, and even if there was, honestly, there was no promotion behind it, so it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, correct. All right, so where are we? What, why are we recording on on Saturday, Tommy? Why don't you tell the people? Well, my uh, my son turned nine last week, and he is in love with these escape rooms. And considering that we have family all over the state of New Jersey, they are coming down to my house tomorrow for a birthday party, and my son also wants to do an escape room. There was no way I was going to be able to do all of that and make it here tomorrow. And even I'm not though, skipping even, th- even though you said, is it okay? You asked like permission as if I'm going to say, nah, bro, family doesn't count. We got to do the show when we're doing the show. Tommy asked me permission. He's like, is it okay? Is there any way we could record? Well, I knew you were going to say and yes. He's like, if not, I'll still make it. Even though there was probably no fucking way. I would have made it. But I would have been sleeping in my truck well, when I got home. Well, night. here, oh yeah, <laughs> that's rough. But it actually works out. It almost didn't work out because, like, 
today I have my niece's sweet 16. Happy birthday, Ava. I can't believe Ava's 16 years old. Crazy to me. But the fact that we're you were able to record in the morning is the only way that we can make it work. Oh, yeah. I know Tommy's got a long-ass drive, so when I got here, Tommy was already parked in the parking lot. What time did you leave, bro? I just got here like maybe five, six minutes before you did. Okay, good. All right, well, anyway, moving on. We got a full slate of NFL games today. That I'm going to, I don't really care about. It's preseason, but it is nice that football is back. It's preseason. It's still football. It's football, baby. We're going to get highlights. We're going to get stat lines. We're going to get all those things for those fantasy people out there. Tommy, are you into fantasy football at all? I've been playing the past couple seasons. I didn't sign up this year, though. Do you want to get in a league? Maybe. You know, there's no such thing. When people, here's my rule. If I send somebody an invite to a league and they don't accept it right away, I retract the invite. They get about an hour or two and then a text message from me saying, accept that invite. If they don't, that means that they're not serious about it. I'm going to ask you again. Do you want to get in a fantasy league? Is it this one? It's one through Chop Sports, correct. There's, there's going to be people that you know in it. Joey D, my brother, a couple other people that you know. I don't have the fucking list. but ah, Screw it. Why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to be in it, bro? What the fuck else? Because it consumes me <laughs> it really doesn't i have eight fantasy leagues don't let it consume you eight fantasy leagues doesn't even consume me because you set it and you forget it you root for the raiders and then you move on like you you set your best lineup and then go forward so i guess that's really it for the intro and i guess that brings us to the reverend's rundown let's do it baby all right everybody this week's reverend rundown is brought to you by Fightbook mma your worldwide leader in combat sports health and fitness and pro wrestling news you can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? Diego Sanchez is close to signing a deal with BKFC. Diego hasn't been in the news since his UFC release back in May when he was supposed to take on fellow Jackson Wink teammate Donald Cowboy Cerrone. The Thriller organization doesn't disappoint in giving us boxing matches that we didn't ask for. It appears former UFC light heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz will be boxing none other than former middleweight champion Anderson the Spider Silva. Legendary coach and owner of TriStar Gym, Faraz Sahabi has given his opinion on the fight with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley stating that Paul appears to be on PEDs and it will make a difference in the fight. Yoel Romero is set to make his Bellator debut against former UFC vet Mr. Wonderful Phil Davis on the September 18th card. Bellator 264 main card results. Kadzi Bayestev defeats Ty Gwerder by unanimous decision. Rufian Stotts defeats Magomed Magomedov by unanimous decision. Andre Karavshkov defeats Saba Hamasi by unanimous decision. And in the main event, Gegard Mousasi retains his middleweight championship by TKO stoppage in the third round against John Salter. PFL 2021 playoffs were underway Friday night for the lightweights and the welterweights. Loic Raz- Razabov and Roush Manfio advanced to the next round in the lightweight division, even though the Roush Manfio bout was a controversial decision with him being named the victor. And the welterweights moving on are Magomed Magomed Karimov and Ray Cooper III. Cooper put on an absolute dominating performance against the former UFC Fight Night stud and former Bellator champ Rory McDonald. UFC commentator and former middleweight champ Michael the Count Bisbing 
came clean on social media admitting that he was using an illegal streaming site for UFC 256. And another UFC news, as I forgot to mention last week, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler have verbally agreed to meet in the octagon. That's a fight that you don't want to blink or have a weak stomach for. And finally, this was just announced today, former UFC lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov has signed a deal with a third-tier Russian soccer team and plans to play in January. That is your reverence rundown for this week. Back to you, Chris Gucci. Okay, notes. First note <clears throat> is that it's UFC 265, not 256. A little bit of dyslexia going on there. And, uh, no, you just read that. Oh. And you skipped over one of the bouts somewhere. I think it was the Davion Franklin. Davion Franklin and Everett Cummings, which was actually a really good fight. <laughs> um, it lasted all of one round, so... Anyway, good job nonetheless. There was a lot better than you did last week, so I don't have to tear into you completely after you made four points, and then I was like, All Dude, right. I got to ask you something. What is with these Dagestani guys with the same first name? Part of the last name is the first name, and there's like seven of them with the same names. What the fuck? Um, and Ray Cooper, is he the same Ray Cooper that fought his cousin a couple, maybe a year or two yeah. back. So, yeah, you you were explaining the fight to me. I didn't watch any of the PFL or any of the, the fights that took place he, uh, yeah, I mean, he he completely dominated Rory McDonald. And because you didn't mention last week on your rundown, your your lackluster rundown about the Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje, like, that's the main thing that you should have been talking about in yeah. terms of fight announcements, and you completely missed the boat on that one. So we had to add it in today. But it gives us our, our first talking point of the of the podcast. I so, can tell you this much. Nobody else is talking about it. For whatever reason, I think that the UFC is doing a, a bad job in promotion. We kind of talked about it. If there was a card this weekend, we wouldn't know about it. But I guess because they haven't officially signed the bout agreement yet, the UFC isn't is kind of remaining hush on the on the topic. Well, but there was there was also something else in the news. I didn't want to announce it because <clears throat> it hasn't been signed. But kind of what we talked about a week or so ago with Ali, uh, you know, always taking those opportunities to, to get his guy. UFC is starting to look like they're going to lean with Sugar Show against Frankie Edgar. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Sugar Show doesn't want to fight in the garden. He turned that down. I know that we... Did we talk about yeah, that last we week? we did. So, I don't know what Sugar Show's <clears throat> deal is. Is it going to happen in New York? Probably not. Are they going to pony up and pay him a little bit more money? The guy's talking like he's a, he's doing numbers. I mean, let's be real. You're fighting on the Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier card. Of course, you're doing numbers. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anybody was purchasing that pay-per-view to see Sugar Show beat up on a journeyman. Or not even a journeyman. A guy that would love to be a journeyman, but yeah. this is tough. But anyway, nonetheless. Uh, and But yeah, back to the back to the, the Chandler, Chandler and, and Gaethje fight. Obviously, this is the fight that everybody wants to see at lightweight. Given the the fact that Poye, I don't know that Poye is going to fight Oliveira. That's for some reason that fight isn't signed yet. Why? I think he's waiting for Connor to come back, bro. Connor's got at least another year on the shelf. He's still in a cast. He's he had. I know. I think he's a major waiting for surgery. Connor to come back so he can get one last payday. And come on, why wouldn't you want to keep beating on the guy who did nothing but talk shit about you for the past like five years about how he beat you, and then you just keep kicking his ass and keep making him taking those L's. Poirier doesn't care about the belt. He doesn't care. Well, this is what we talked about, and I'm going to get to this in a second, where where Gaethje and Chandler is now supposedly going to go down 
uh, Gaethje kind of gave his little crystal ball predictions about what's going to happen with the lightweight division. He said he's going to knock out Chandler and Poirier is going to knock out Oliveira. And then those two are going to meet for what I think is the premier fight in the lightweight division right now is Gaethje mm-hmm. against Poirier. They fought already and it was a fucking exactly what you'd expect it to be. Great fight with Poirier coming out on top. I, I think honestly Chandler's in over his head on this one. I just don't think that he's... You saw what happened in the first fight in the UFC. Was it his first fight or his second fight? Second fight in the UFC where he he did well against Oliveira in the first round, but then completely got taken apart in the second round, whether it was standing, and then as soon as it hit the ground, he was mm-hmm. it was almost immediate. Uh, Gaethje hits like a fucking Mack truck, and if you see, the old Gaethje was down to just trade. He Now he's using his boxing a lot better, and he's using his distance, and he's, he's actually picking his shots... I think Gaethje is far and away the better fighter than Chandler. See, it's tough, man. You're talking about these two guys. I who also are, think Chandler's a fucking dork. Yeah, so you I'll don't like Michael Chandler, my, but yeah. you know when you actually look at these two, they were they were the two top dogs in the two other in the other divisions that they were in, or the other organizations yeah, yeah. they were in. You know, obviously Michael Chandler with Bellator and Justin Gaethje with World Series of Fighting, which is now PFL. So those two meeting in the UFC, like you said, it's. Everybody's looking forward to it. I would have rather this been a championship fight. Um, I don't feel your same sentiments with... Uh, I don't think that Justin is going to win this fight. Because um, it's going to go back to being that dog fight, right? And Gaethje gets back in that old mindset. And I think he's just going to lose it on the cards. So I think that the reason why maybe this fight is not signed yet is because if, if Poirier doesn't take the title fight, you have to give it to Gaethje at this point, right? So they don't want to necessarily... They want to get the title fight No, you know what Dana will do. What will he do? Interim belt. With those two? Mm-hmm. But it's, it, I don't think so because it's not Oliveira that's that's balking on this. Oliveira is there waiting for the fight. It's Poirier that's not fighting. Right, but you know Dana. He's going to... This fight's going to sell. He wants it to sell more. So let's throw the participation well, I think, trophy. I do on think it. that Chandler and Gaethje is a more exciting fight than than Oliveira and anybody in the top. I, I don't want to see Chandler just get another shot at at Oliveira right now. That's that's crazy. One and one in the UFC, you don't deserve two title shots, right? So I think that the only real thing here is because Poirier, for whatever reason, isn't signing that that bout agreement with Oliveira. I don't even know if that's been offered. But I know that there's been been talks in the past with Nate Diaz tweeting at Poye to come up and see him at middleweight, which I think is a pipe dream. They're never going to fight at middleweight. But there is a possibility that they fight at welterweight. And Nate said 2-0, I knew you was a pussy-ass bitch on Twitter. I don't think he even added anybody. I don't think that he added uh, Poye's name to the tweet. But Poye took exception to it, knowing mm-hmm. that he's talking about him. And he said, you're getting played or you're being lied to or whatever. I'm not sure the nature of what he said, but it was basically saying, like, fuck you, you you don't know what you're talking about. I'll fight you right now. That leads me to believe that that's what both guys want. Like, I was right about Poye. He really doesn't care about the belt. He's a prize fighter, and he's kind of taking that on, and he's spearheading the whole I'm the prize fighter, showing the rest of the UFC almost what Masvidal was doing and just really not chasing the belt and chasing the paycheck, and he wants the Diaz fight at welterweight, and that's a legacy-making fight. So I agree with Poirier on that. The belt really doesn't matter. He's an all-time great, in my opinion, whether he ever wins a belt or not. You agree with that, yeah. right? So it leads me to believe that the UFC is stepping in 
in the way of this, and they really don't want the big money fight, which is weird to me. And they're blocking the UFC. Uh, they're blocking the fight between Poirier and Nate because they really want to set that little lightweight tournament up with the final four. But it's surprising to me. I w- I would rather see the Nate fight, wouldn't you? I mean, like that's the one that's got the storyline building. They've been signed to fight in the past. That's the fight everybody wants to see. I know Nate is like eight and eleven <laughs> in his last twenty <laughs> fights, so. It's surprising that Nate keeps on getting these these fights, but that's what happens when you. I move think the this needle. is one he won't get. Um, they they want. They, they got to start bringing some legitimacy back to these belts, especially the lightweight belt. You got to bring some legitimacy back to it because it's bad enough. You look at the heavyweight belt; there's no legitimacy to that heavyweight belt because we have an interim champ for no reason, uh, you know. And for that whole time that the UFC light weight division was interim champ and then champ and well, that was all connor's doing yeah but you, there's like to me the legitimacy off those belts is kind of gone where you know okay prize fighter that's nice they need to start gearing it back to the champions make the lion's share now here's here's the thing though it, it's not like there's any consistency out of that i understand what you're saying and if that was like the ufc had a meeting and they were like you know what we really gotta legitimize these belts again and we gotta stop letting these guys dictate who they're going to fight for the money. But then you see things that just happened as recent as this past UFC where there's an interim belt being given out for no fucking reason. So mm-hmm. you can't on one hand saying we're trying to legitimize and then on the other hand literally do the exact opposite. So I'm not sure I buy into that aspect of it. I do agree with that they do need to legitimize mm-hmm. it, but as a fan, I don't really care. I've gotten past that point and I already realized that the belts, they do mean something because it's something to chase, and that's something that you you know, you know always want to have the guy that's at the top that the rest of the division could kind of strive to fight. But at the same time, once you get to the point where you're a household name, you're going after the money because there's a short shelf life for these fighters, and there's no guarantees that you're going to get as big as you would be by, by beating a Nate just by winning the title against Oliveira. It's, it's funny. I, I sit here, and as we're talking about this, they will be legitimized once Connor, Nate, all these guys retire. Because there's no big stars to where <clears throat> if you don't have a Diaz or a McGregor attached to that fight, these one-offs for nothing, they're, they're going to be gone. Yeah, the, we, we have, we've had a lot of blessings when it comes to MMA fighters. Basically, the point we're at in the sport is we have these guys that kind of started as the UFC started. I wouldn't say started. Like, it's been around a little right. bit. But the guys like the Nate Diaz, the even the Nick Diaz, just the St. Pierre's that are gone, the Khabib is now gone. But you're right. We're starting to see a changing of the guard. And these almost cult heroes that we have in the UFC, they're few and far between now. There is only a couple left. And typically, they're not guys that are really been champions. They're just journeyman fighters. You wouldn't want to call Nate Diaz a journeyman, but if he didn't have the following that he has and he didn't have the attitude, he he call it what it is. He's basically a journeyman. See, these are the guys that, like you notice, these are the ones that attract to Jake Paul, like a Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, guys that bitch, piss, and moan about being paid and, and do stupid things for money, you know, Tyron Woodley thinks he's a fucking rapper. You know, these are the ones that generate the 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 want against the Jake Pauls in the world. That's why once these guys are done with combat sports, I think the universe is finally going to come back to aligning and 
belts are going to mean something again. These one-off fights are going to be just what they are, one-offs, nothing that people are looking forward to, yeah. you know? And like, I'm not looking forward to Tito Ortiz's balloon head hey, getting look punched at you. by Anderson That Silva. was a, a smooth transition as we put a bow tie on the whole... because it's, um, it's Saturday morning, dude, I'm sharper. Yeah, I'm we, sharper. we put a little bow tie on on the whole Nate Diaz, Gaethje, that whole round robin with, with Poye and all that. So... You guys know our opinions on that. So as we move forward now into the Triller or if thriller. not Triller. Triller. Right? I guess it is Triller. It's Tito Ortiz against Anderson Silva. And that is for the Triller bout, right? That is a Triller bout? Yeah, it's a Triller bout. Uh, a fight nobody asked for. <laughs> and Jake Paul is no longer with Triller. No. Right? He's on Showtime now. So I was thinking that maybe they put those guys on the same card. And then I realized, like, no. Jake Paul is now legitimized with Showtime, even though he's supposedly now on Juice. That's yeah. another story, which we would we were going to talk about, but I guess we're we're going to gloss over that. What do you think of the Anderson versus Tito fight? I thought it was funny with the way you brought it up yeah, in the I, rundown. It's stupid. Um, we just saw Anderson Silva beat a legit boxer, not like the Jake Pauls in the world fighting the broke fucking crackhead basketball players and things like that. I envision Tito Ortiz to just stand there like that that punching bag dummy <laughs> where he had that literally looks exactly like him with his big block head and zero head movement. I don't see any I I can't envision any situation where Anderson even gets punched once. No. Never throughout Tito Ortiz's entire career has anybody said, damn, his striking's on point. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. This was such a stupid decision, which I'm sure it's coming with a lot of greenbacks because yeah, Dave, Tito signed it. Dave had mentioned, he's like, so if these two are going to fight, why don't they just fight in an MMA fight? Because they're both MMA fighters. And I say, well, two reasons. One, no MMA fan actually wants to see these guys fight. No organization is going to pay them the amount of money that Triller is going to pay them to take less punishment. <laughs> you know, like they're going to box. They're not going to fight, which don't get me wrong. Boxing is a legit badass sport, but it's not what MMA is. The training is going to be different. There's less risk for these two fighters Plus involved. Tito's neck. Tito's neck. Anderson Silva's 50. Yeah, know? almost. Tito Ortiz is... Uh, who's older? I think Anderson might even be older than Tito at this point. I think they're rocking around the same age. they yeah, got to be so close to the like same they're, age. They're, they're mid to late 40s, right? Anderson's yeah. like 46. Tito's got to be there. Yeah. Although Tito close. has looked good in his in his recent fights against a guy like Liddell. And, but he's, he's fighting guys that are... Yeah. Damn near dead. You know, poor Chuck Liddell could barely walk up the stairs for the weigh-in, let alone, you know, fight in the cage. But, yeah, like, this is just so stupid. Um, and, and uh, once again, Triller's way of showing how stupid the fan base is by actually making people pay for this garbage. Like I said, we just saw Anderson Silva beat a legit boxer. Okay? Well, you say legit boxer, I say boxer. He hasn't been legit. He guy missed weight like 30 times in his career. Yeah, but he's a real boxer, you know what I mean, who has an established record, comes from an established family. I would have rather seen Anderson Silva fight another boxer. Yeah. You know, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about, um, what's his name? Logan Paul against Anderson Silva was supposedly a thing, and Logan Paul opened up as the favorite in that yeah, fight. That was a thing, and so was... Uh, the one that Anderson Silva's been wanting to fight his the entire career. Roy Jones. Roy Jones. Yeah, I'm surprised. That like, that that popped up, and they gave us Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I don't know how excited I'd be about any of it, if I'm being being honest. I, I think that the most exciting one to me would be actually Logan Paul. 
because there's a, a legitimate chance that we're finally going to get to see one of the Paul brothers knocked out, even though I do like Logan Paul. I still want to see, for the sport, these guys get put down. But see, this is why, this that's a lot of the reason why I think that most of this is scripted, staged bullshit when it comes to the Paul brothers. Because if one of them gets knocked out, the allure is over. Well, not for both. If one of them gets knocked out, that allure for that guy is over. Like Jake, especially Jake Paul. If he gets knocked out, the allure for that guy is over. You know what I mean? He's not going to sit there and start calling all these guys out if he gets dropped. This is why I think most of that is complete and utter bullshit. Um, I don't trust Tito Ortiz, especially after the Chael Sonnen fight, because that was some paid-off bullshit. Uh, you know, is this going to be a legit fight? I, I don't know. But if Tito Ortiz somehow wins a boxing match against Anderson Silva, no, it's not legit. Yeah, I, I, there's a 0% <laughs> chance that's going to happen unless it's a, the fix is in, which I, I have a hard time ever admitting that there's going to be a fix. But with these things, it's hard to it's hard to deny the facts or the, the evidence, we'll say, yeah. because it's not facts. But we're going to go to break now because we just talked a lot about nothing, essentially, because that's what's happening this, this week in <laughs> MMA. Not a goddamn thing. PFL and whatever the fuck else was it, Bellator? Bellator 264. Talk about a bad job of promoting as I spit all, all over your phones accidentally. But anyway. No, you didn't get my phones. You just got Dave's computer. Bellator so. does a worse job promoting than we do of promoting the Chop Heads MMA podcast. <laughs> Honestly, never gets posted. But we are here every week except for two weeks ago. But they don't have to post, though, because it's on Showtime. Showtime runs their commercials. Well, anyway, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about... MMA's newest star, hopefully, and that's Gable Stevenson, the Olympic gold medalist from the United States, baby. Warren Brumell of Keyport Law has been practicing for over 35 years and is here to help you in your bankruptcy matters. Bankruptcy is a specialized area of law that requires expertise and experience, and Warren brings both. Keyport Law has handled over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. They will make the process simple and provide easy, affordable payment plans. Warren will get creditors off your back, stop the annoying phone calls, and stop the creditors from contacting your neighbors and former employers. Listeners of Chop Sports will get the first interview free. Go to www.keyportlaw.com and fill out the new client intake form, and they will contact you directly. This firm is a debt relief agency helping people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. We are back, everybody, after our... uh, I, I can't believe we just talked for a half an hour. It didn't feel like we were talking for a half an hour. Yeah, it probably won't be a half an hour to the people because we're going to edit some things out. But, yeah, that was yeah smooth. It was nice. It was nice. And this is what happens in the morning, like I said. And, Tommy, I have to I have to mention, I, I beat out the, uh, the my goodness. I let you do it one time last week, and then my subsequent comments probably ruined you on it, and maybe we'll never hear that again. Well, no, what I was going to say was, my goodness, that felt really good doing that first segment. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. All right, so moving on now, we got our boy. I'm excited to see what happens next with Gable Stevenson. Dan Gable Stevenson. All right, the man is is Dan Gable. Is he actually named after Dan Gable? I don't think so, but, I mean, he is as close to Dan Gable as you're going to get. Yeah, he's like a young, athletic D.C., that's hitting his stride right at the perfect time because right now he's the hottest free agent in MMA, in WWE. Even the Buffalo Bills apparently reached out to, to Gable Stevenson to try Gable, and Gable, do if, not do that. No, you will die in that. Buffalo. Well, he won't die in Buffalo. He just won't get 
the longevity that you would get out of an MMA career or even a, if you're going to do anything but MMA, it shouldn't be NFL. Like what position would you put him at? Linebacker? Probably look at like a guy like Aaron Donald where he, you know, he put on a little weight and I think that he'd be a force if if it translated that way. Probably not. You, you know, football in the middle is hard. Like all those guys are fucking machines. Yeah, They're I mean, big br- guys. you know, Brock Lesnar himself couldn't even make the final squad of the Miami Vikings. And, uh, or I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. But, but I, mean, and I mean, look at the guy. You know what I mean? The guy's back is as big as the wall right there. And he couldn't make it fully into the yeah, NFL. I, I don't think that that's an actual thing. I, I think that's more or less maybe a PR move by the Bills and a potential that it does work out. Because, But here's the thing. You're not going to get a guy that's an Olympic gold medalist to go and be like a practice squad backup yeah. player. You want, they just want to see him put a fan through a table. He's going to go there. I mean, he's going to go and be a star somewhere. Wherever he goes, he's going to be a star. So we got a bunch of options on the table when it comes to 1FC, Bellator, UFC, and then DC says he should train or he, he should go right to the WWE. But as we move forward here, what do you think is the best fit for Gable Stevenson? And I'm talking about we both think that he should be in the UFC, obviously. That's yeah. what we want. If, if this was, let's just say... <clears throat> Five years ago, I'd say, yeah, do the WWE thing because that's such a great way to get your your name bigger than it already is. And you have the the Kurt Angle um, angle that they could use there. Brock Lesnar, but the gold, I I see what you're saying. Kurt Angle with the gold medal winner and broke with the broken freaking neck and blah, 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 blah. But right now, I I don't think WWE is going to have much of a company in the next few months. I wouldn't want to see him go to AEW because I don't think that Tony Khan would know what to do with him. So I think the best spot for him to go would be the UFC. Like Bellator would be nice, but he's such a big name and a big star already. He's got to go for the UFC. Now is is Jake Hager, is that the guy? that, that That's in Bellator, yeah. He's a Bellator guy. Now he came out and said that he bets 20K that Gable Stevenson couldn't take him down. Well, I don't know if he means like in the street fight or just in a straight wrestling match. Well, Hager was a collegiate wrestler. I understand that, but collegiate wrestling and and international wrestling. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's a whole other fucking ballgame. But I feel like that's maybe a little thing to put Bellator's name in the hat, so to speak, and where Gable Stevenson might end up. But more so than where he's going to sign and and what he's going to do. Gable Stevenson also wasn't tweeting at anybody in Bellator, but he was tweeting at Dana White. With the, with the, the what's up? Yeah. yeah, I'm here, but more so than that, like I think that if it's MMA, it's it's no question about it. It's going to be the UFC because they're going to offer the most money. They're not going to let somebody else sign him at this point. He's too big of a star, and he's not really a star yet, but he's he's a star in the making. And you see a young, more okay, athletic. So you win a gold medal for the Americans in the Olympics for wrestling. <clears throat> you're a fucking star, but he's not a household name because it's not the NFL. He's not in the UFC yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the wrestling world, he's a fucking superstar. You beat he beat the Russians, like you said. He, you know he beat yeah, the Russians in heavyweight. That's a star in my mind. But when I say where is he going to end up, we we all pretty much agree that ultimately the UFC is in his future. It's just a matter of does he take the WWE route to make some money? Because right now, you know he'll be on a pay per view card and he'll be, probably be a main card fighter, but he's not going to headline his first pay per view right away if. He goes and he joins WWE and it doesn't fold like you think it might, which it's not. If he does do that, when he comes to the UFC, he'll headline his first pay-per-view. 
No question. Yeah, he will be a megastar at that point. They're fire sailing so many superstars right now, like just releasing them. Like, what's okay? He's going to headline. But he's going to headline a product that people aren't watching right now, and they're really yeah, not. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I, I don't know much about the wrestling world, so you'd probably be better off saying yeah, it's, that. But. It's a lot of what I'm reading um, and, and a lot of what I'm seeing. So, you know, like I said, if this was, you know, five or six years ago, yeah, go to WWE because you have that angle with Brock Lesnar. And I said, like, Kurt Angle could have came out and been his, been his manager because they were two Olympic gold medal winners. Like, there were so many angles that you can go with that. But now, the way things are going, go find a place to train. Well, that's now, now I'm glad you said that because when I said, what do you think is, where do you think the best fit for him is, I've been alluding to the fact that, like, where should he go train? Because we agreed, and then now I finally get to fucking get my point across. <laughs> Because we can't stop talking about the the hypotheticals with the wrestling situation. But we got John Jones inviting him to Albuquerque. Big mistake. Don't do that. I think that's a big mistake, and I'll get to why in a moment. But you say it's the best place for him to go is AKA, mm-hmm. right? You said DC is still training at AKA. But I don't know if that's the best place for him to go for the, for the main reason that there is American Top Team <laughs> still out there right now. Yeah, um, you're right. I feel like if you're going to join a, a, a gym at this point in your career... I just think he'll get lost in the shuffle there. You would think that, but look at the guys that they're pumping out right now. Like That's the premier gym. They got the best facility. They got Dan Lambert's an ab- absolute stud. He's paying these fighters to like to live, basically. He mm-hmm. gave five hundred grand to the University of Miami football team. Yep. This guy's throwing money away, and he really has built, by far, in my opinion, not just the best... Uh, MMA gym oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's you, the best MMA gym in history you know, of the you're sport. You're talking about the coaching staff that's, you know, you got King Mo as a coach there and, and Mike Brown. But for me, my thought process, because DC's already taken a vested interest in this kid. And I do think that DC is an older version of him. Like yeah, he, that that's what makes me think or that I should he's say he's a AKA. younger, more athletic, more accomplished version of DC where you're getting... To see like a, a version of DC that we didn't get to see in MMA because it just wasn't there as a sport yet. He didn't win anything in the Olympics, but he was an Olympic gold medalist, and you or he was an Olympic qualifier. Mm-hmm. He didn't medal, right? No, no medals. So DC is a worse, a watered down version of what we have right here. And this guy's young, and he's athletic, and he looks like he hits like a Mack truck. There is the question: Can he take a punch? I'd wager that he can. Maybe not from these some of these heavyweights, but the idea is that he won't have to because he's going to bull his head into you and take you down. I don't know of anybody that's going to stop that takedown right now. No, not with a little bit of training. Like right now, there's some some knees could come up, and there's some guys out there. Stipe will probably put him down. Uh, I would like to see. It's crazy because we're talking about this guy who's never fought pro yet, potentially beating the best guys in the world, and. I think there's some truth to it. Well, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a testament to his skill. Like we said, he is an American who just ran through the wrestling in the Olympics. Like, it's not that easy for us. Like, you would think it would be, right? Because we talk about this guy's a wrestler, that guy's a wrestler. All these other countries, like, you put Khabib in the Olympics, he's, you know, throwing people through the roof. You know what I mean? These guys in these other countries, like Russia and things like that, they they are wrestlers. So for him to do what he did in the Olympics, it's amazing. 
That's why, like I said, I think that him going to AKA and working with the guys like Romero Cotton, um, Daniel Cormier, Khabib, and, you know, Khabib's, his little group of, like, this guy's going to get some really good work in with the wrestling that he's already good with, but just the amount of stand-up that's going to work and not put you in trouble. That's why I think it's going to be good. Yeah, like, you're not going to go and reinvent the wheel with this guy. Not right away, at least. Like initially, You shouldn't have to at all. But initially, you're going to want, well, two things. One, eventually you run into a guy that you're going to need to stand with because you can't take down. Because there's just going to be that in the MMA. Eventually, at some point, someone's going to be able to stuff that takedown, you would think. Right? So... At some point, he's going to have to learn how to check leg kicks. He's going to have to learn spacing and and how to shoot from from striking range as opposed to wrestling range. Which Let me ask you something. A guy like him, you think people are going to second guess throwing those leg kicks? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But the front kick is different. If you could keep distance or you just have that. You, you got some big guys, bro. Yeah. Like, he's going to be undersized, which we were talking about before the show. He has potential to potentially maybe make 205. I don't think that he will because it's just there's no point. I feel like he wants to grow into himself. He's a young guy, right? He's going to get bigger. He probably could lose the weight, but it's not like there's this big money fight sitting down there waiting for him at 205 for him right. to suffer through the next 10 years of his life right that said we were talking about john jones and him had a little twitter exchange not the one that you would think it wasn't beef it was pretty much john jones inviting him to albuquerque to come train we both agree that that's not the right move for yeah, john jones wants him to teach him how to wrestle now well john jones could wrestle pretty good but that's another story itself um i i beg the question now Ben Askren says 18 months, Gable Stevenson could win the UFC title if if he goes that route. Stevenson also said, give me 18 months and I'll take out any UFC champion or any UFC heavyweight. Now, if that's the case, it's very well possible that we see Gable Stevenson contend for a UFC heavyweight title before we see John Jones contend. And that's why I don't believe that Albuquerque is the place for him because... If they're Team John Jones, they'll never be fully Team Gable Stevenson, and it's almost like getting the your biggest threat coming up right now. If I'm John Jones, I'm not looking at him as a teammate. Yeah, I'm looking. At him <laughs> I'm as looking a big at him, threat. I'm looking at him as a threat and a potential money grab, because John Jones at that point in his career might be the guy. If I'm Gable Stevenson, I'm also looking at John Jones as the pinnacle. I'm not really looking at Ngannou yet. He hasn't been there long well, enough. I mean, historically, Jackson Wink has always hedged their bets with Rashad. They, they've always had their, their so, favorites. So, yeah, they had Rashad was the champion, and then John Jones came up, and they kind of brushed Rashad aside. I think that John has the relationship with these guys at this point now. He's been there for his entire career. They've rode the ups and the downs with him. I think it would be really hard-pressed for these guys to just brush John Jones aside. Uh, if it means... More revenue because you have an Olympic gold medal hero. I, I actually have some experience in this kind of realm when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, where, you know, it is a business and these guys need to keep their gym relevant. When John Jones leaves, I'm not sure Jackson Wink really has the staying power long term. They, they have no. a great facility, but who's their guy right now? John Jones, Holly Holm. Name another fighter that's fighting for the They used to have everybody. Now it's a bunch of aging guys. They're, I'm sure they have guys coming up. But yeah, they have their their uh, amateur organization. They have their stable. But, but Albuquerque, New Mexico used to be the 
one of the the top three places in the, if not the world, oh, definitely start, the country. I just start throwing names out that trade in there at, all at the same time. GSP, BJ Penn, uh, Kane Velasquez. No, not Kane Velasquez. Uh, Oh, Frank Mir, Andre Olavsky, Yeah, that's it. Fucking, we could go on and on. They all made a stop at the very least there. Donald Cerrone, Diego Sanchez. We could go on and on. There's been a lot of guys that went through the uh, the Jackson Wink stable. So, yeah, Jackson Wink has been the staple everywhere, you know, for all these years. But they'll, they'll hitch their wagon to this kid and won't pay as much attention to John because this is the kid that's going to bring your gym money. Because again, well, John's Olympic not fighting, hmm? and John's and John's, not, John's fighting. not fighting. You know, he's a he's a bigger Henry Cejudo. And we talked about the we talked about this last week, um, but it brings me to another point with John not fighting. With John not fighting, they're not making money off of John Jones. I'm sure they're making a little bit, but there's no no real money off of John Jones. And now Cyril Gon says that he needs until at least December or January before he's going to fight in Ganu. Now, what does that mean for John Jones is that he's probably not going to fight at least until the end of the summer, mid midsummer, right? Next year. Could be. So that will be a what? Two and a, two and a half year layoff for John Jones to gain the weight. You're saying that if Stevenson goes to 205, that might be the bout that brings John down. I think that ship has sailed at this point. Once you, you commit to getting big the way he has, I don't think that there's going to be a point in his career. Do we really know how big he is? You don't see anything about him. Well, I all you the only thing that you ever see is him deadlifting and doing squats. Like you don't he could see be, John. He could be rocking around two twenty five where he. No, could, I think he's around like two forty. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Think about this. Scoop's two twenty five. Mm. <laughs> right. John Jones is two forty. He's <laughs> six foot four. Right. Six five. He's a big boy. He ain't fucking. He ain't making two oh five anymore. No way. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing there be a middle of that. Like they should. Split the difference there and kind of make a light, light or lighter, less light heavyweight. Make it a, a catch weight belt. Have Gable Stevenson at two ten and John Jones at his weight now. Ooh, ooh. Well, John Jones will fucking destroy him right now. Wrestling wise, I don't think so. Yeah, but they're not wrestling; they're fighting. And John, you saw what he did to DC. John has been doing it for a long time. I, I'm not a fucking fan, but let's let's call it what we let's call it real. Like right now. There is no way that that Stevenson is entering any realm of competition besides a straight wrestling match against John Jones and winning. No way. It's true. It's true, especially when you're talking about DC and and you know now DC and Connor. <laughs> Talk about a catchweight bout. Like what the fuck? <laughs> DC, you drunk mess. <laughs> you you fat. Sl- you call him fat, out of shape. He's getting worse by the day. Connor. DC says, look, I'm not going to make an idiot of myself on Twitter. Keep the same energy when I see you and get help and win a, win a fight. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Right? So DC did get a little bit hammered the other day. You saw that, right? There was a press conference or the, the, the it was two days before the, the main event, yeah. the pay-per-view, and DC had a couple beers. No, nothing wrong with it. This is the fight world, people. Michael Bisping gave the best press conference in history against GSP. When they were when they did their bout Are announcement, you intoxicated? Are you intoxicated? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I've clipped that for this show. I won't do it now because it's it's overkill. But yeah, like this is the fight game, baby. I mean, Paulo Costa fought fucking Israel Adesanya drunk, and he actually admitted on a fucking podcast. Drunk two days ago. For, I want to get drunk on something that lasts for twenty hours, bro. 
Well, that's what it was. He's like, oh, I was at the bar last night. I, I have the interview. I have the interview. On my, I sent it to, to the Chophead's MMA Instagram because I wanted to use it for the show, but I'm, I didn't get the clip. Like, I out. really want to drink whatever he was drinking that lasts for 20 hours. It's the secret. It's Paolo Costa's secret joyous. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking moron. But anyway, um, yeah, this was a, a fun episode because we didn't really have any requirements. We didn't have to talk about anything specific. I feel like we covered everything that took place throughout the week, right? Yeah. I'm sure that there's something that but, we but missed. But here's one thing that we haven't covered. At what point... Does Connor get locked in an insane asylum? I mean, he's got. There's too many people around him that are that are just holding their hand out and getting things for them to ever tell him anything. Connor, his coach has to be the one, and I don't think I think his coach is even. Kavanaugh ain't gonna say shit. But he doesn't say anything to Dylan Dennis. But that's that's a different relationship. I think the the coach has to be the one that gets Connor and pulls him aside and says, "Bro, what's going on?" And now I understand that there's a lot of theatrics with connor and that's kind of what makes him who he is but in this case it's kind of dangerous because i think that there's substance abuse involved and i'm not speculating i'm i mean i'm almost positive that connor is just out there getting tuned up right now because you see him i'm not i have nothing to do with the weed like i don't care if he's smoking weed yeah, that's, that's fine that's, if that's, that's, anything, that's good that's for mental beneficial. health yeah and relax you did you see how funny that that clip was with the scary movie and bro he can't roll a blunt for shit no that was that was pretty good I mean, it was a little tight. He had to give me, give me, give me a Dutch master, Connor. I'll show you how to do it. First of all, nobody smokes Dutches anymore, Tommy. That shows you just aged yourself. I mean, maybe they do. I just, I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> it's all about the blunt wraps now, baby, or the backwoods. The backwoods, which they're too harsh for me. I can't do a backwood. Honestly, oh, that's honestly all I do now is I really just smoke a bowl. So wait, that's the name of the backwoods? Backwoods. Isn't that what they're calling the uh, the the Dallas Cowboys show on the on HBO this year? <laughs> I was, as soon as you were like backwards, they're calling back. I knew you were going to come up with some type of joke, and I kind of get nervous when you do that because I don't want to have to edit too much. But <laughs> this is fun, yeah, man. Connor needs help. Yes, Connor um, needs serious help. So we got on the network. We got just go to the chopsportsmedia.com and you get all the podcasts on there. And buy a fucking shirt, man. Buy some shirts. If you go to chopsportsmedia.com and you just click on merch, you can see all the shirts. We have the Chop Heads MMA shirts are now available in hoodie. And full disclosure, they are not the same company that makes our t shirts, but it is what it is. They're, they're priced accordingly and they are comfortable. And they are hoodies, and it's hoodie season's about to be here. We got football season coming up. I got some Packers merch out for the Packers podcast that I have not released yet. Um, I don't know what else we got, Tommy. You got some. We got to come up with some uh, Chopheads MMA dry fit shirts for that website. The problem with dry fit is any company that's not Nike or or one of the the major brands is a shitty version of a dry fit. Russell Athletics is amazing. Yeah, but they don't Here's the thing. I we work with a print on demand company and I hate talking business on the podcast, but just since you brought it up, um they don't really offer anything that's that's worthy of me selling on the store that that's conducive for A the the consumer and B us. It just doesn't work. The shipping costs go up drastically and mm-hmm. we we like to keep it with one print provider to kind of streamline everything and we know exactly how long the shipping takes and things like that and if you use two print providers which is what we would have to do in this case the customer has to pay double the shipping or we do so it either comes out of our profit which we're too we're too yeah. new we're not we're not selling bulk amounts of shirts so we're where we can in, you know incur that cost 
And either way, we're no dry fit anytime soon. There you go. Unless we make it big and we could start printing our own stuff, the dry fit's just not going to happen. Okay. But yeah, chopsportsmedia.com. We got 12 podcasts on the network. About to be 13 with our boy AJ Bascone, who is the intern, but he's much more than the intern to us lately. He's, he's getting been, his own show now? Yeah, he's getting his own fantasy football show. It's going to be a seasonal thing. I'll jump on and help him out here and there. Uh, but he does know his stuff. I'll give him that. And for the amount of things that he does for Chop Sports as a whole, I couldn't be more happy to give AJ the opportunity to use our equipment. AJ got a set of keys. He actually is the one that went out on Friday and got your keys made because I wanted to give him a set because he's going to come in and record That's his show. That's why he hasn't been active on Instagram for us this week. He's been busy getting the keys made and well, working AJ, on his podcast. AJ's a busy guy, bro. Like he works, a, he works a job at Jersey Mike's, and he's working pretty much a double every day because he comes here 9.30 in the morning, 10 o'clock. He... he does our daily show. Shout out to Dave and AJ. We do the daily show. We just started streaming yeah, uh, on, I on Facebook and YouTube. And then he does our books for us. Then he makes all our promos and graphics. And he basically just does all the shit that we don't have time to do. And it's all, the least that we could do is give AJ his opportunity to shine a little bit. So I'm happy about that. And AJ, you're a legend already. Um Scoop, take notes. <laughs> we have to have AJ and Scoop sit down. Now, I'm, I'm being serious because we want to do the same thing for our MMA show, but mm -hmm. we don't have the capabilities because we don't have the, the laptop. Scoop has to start bringing his, and we might have to get the, the combo to Dave's because he leaves his here, but we need three laptops to make that work, and that's been the major hindrance for us. And also, we need Scoop to kind of learn the technical aspect of using StreamYard, which isn't as hard as it seems. It's just, but yeah, so. you, you see the show, like, yeah. how we input things, we put video overlays over mm -hmm. it. We could do that all for our show. It'll take us being able to edit, so it'll be a little more of a Well, if you, watch, if you watch Sitting Ringside on Thursday nights with uh, Roberto Villa and, and Fight Book MMA, that's that's how theirs works. And, and Pride Rules, too. We had the ticker on the bottom and, you know, things that were going on. So it's, it's I can't do it. But if AJ shows Scoop how to do it, it should be fine. Well, no, we can't do it because we're going to be doing the show and we'll have the cameras on our faces. But anyway, enough about the the eventual plans of us doing a live stream that we've been talking about for... I mean, really, we're only 20 episodes deep. So we were talking about doing live uh, after the like, first episode. But, you know, you, you got to take things one step at a time in this mm -hmm. business. And hopefully by the end... I guess by football season, once the fall hits, we're gonna have we're gonna have all the equipment we need, and we'll go from there. But I guess that takes us to the end of our show, Tommy. Now, do I need to coach you on how to hit the button? No, hit the button, baby, bong bong. Hopefully, that's not too bad with the edits. I think it was a, a good show. Usually when I think it's a good show, it sucks. And when I think it's a bad show, it's great. So. I just think you're intoxicated. I wish. I'm going to be fucking intoxicated tonight. I'm I got, sure a, you got a hotel room up there because shit is going down.